Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Legends of Next Week. I'm your host, Mary. I use she, her pronouns. My name is Eden. I use she, her pronouns. And I am Kate, also using those she, her pronouns. And this week, we are so lucky to be joined by a very special guest, David James. Uh, I just said your name wrong. I'm so sorry. It's one of those things. Uh, this week, we are so lucky and grateful to be joined by Daniel James Chan, who has been working on the Legends of Tomorrow soundtrack and helped put together the album that came out last year. We are so happy to be talking to you because that has been in my Spotify wrapped ever since it came out. At least three songs. Yes. Um, yeah, Bunch <laughs> Legends ended um, by my side was on repeat for a really long time. <laughs> as i cried in my you know milk <laughs> mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah no i'm happy to be here and uh i use he him pronouns i'm the outlier i guess um <laughs> you're good <laughs> again thank you so much for joining us we're just gonna talk through any questions and um chat about legends Amazing. And also just kind of chat about your career and anything you have up upcoming and getting started. And I guess we want to start with you've done a lot of great work in our music department, but what was kind of your first instrument or what got you into music at the start? Yeah, when I was a kid, um, you know, you're in like middle school, uh, elementary school, um, I started to see the you know, the school marching band or the school band. And I was kind of interested. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then being a kid, I thought, well, what's the loudest thing? What's the thing you can always hear? (gasps) And um, so I gravitated towards trumpet kind of for that reason. I could always kind of pick Ah. it out. (gasps) Um, And I also kind of liked jazz at the time. So that was also there. And, And then you had all this great film scores that had just really bold you know melodies and things for trumpet and okay so just kind of gravitated there and uh you know then joined band and in whenever it was sixth grade um kept kept going and gradually then also did some choir and um (laughs) but it but composing didn't really happen until late 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 high school um, I just assumed that you would go to college and they would kind of teach you how to do it. <laughs> and <laughs> one of my director band directors was like, no, you just, you need to start. Here's a music theory book, go write something. And I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. So that's kind of when that started. That's amazing. That's really should, cool. should we go which instruments we played through our lives? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did piano for a while and then um, was very bad at the violin. <laughs> I was flute for a while. Hmm. Oh my God. Um, I took piano lessons, but um, I played trombone throughout middle school and high school. My brother um, plays trumpet, actually. And yeah, I know from that, trumpets get to have all the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, drums seem pretty fun too. (laughs) That's funny. I love my trombone. Um, how did you come to work on music for the Hourverse? That happened because I, uh, so I went to college to study composition, and then grad school, and then I went to the program at USC. Uh, University of Southern California, where they have a specialized program for scoring for film, TV, games, Ooh. and uh, so I was doing that program. And one of one of the classes was taught by Blake Neely. Amazing! And <laughs> at the time, um, he was he was working for Greg Berlanti on I think it was Brothers and yeah Brothers and Sisters, which was a show on ABC. And they had done a few other things together. So it was before Arrow at the time. 
-hmm. And he, yeah, he taught this class for about TV scoring and um, we just had a good rapport right away. We were both from Texas and uh, he was just a very nice approachable guy. And at the end of that class, he um, was looking for an assistant. So he like interviewed everybody and uh, I didn't get the job, but um, (laughs) eventually one of my good friends did. So I just kind of always knew what was happening with them, you know, because we would always chat about what's going on. And then gradually, as Blake got more and more work, he needed a bigger team. And uh, I remember it was on The Flash, the pilot, they were going to record an orchestra. And one of my strengths he remembered from, from college was orchestration. So he brought me in to help with that. And that was kind of the first um, Arrowverse endeavor for me. Um, and then <laughs> they thought we were, they were going to get to record every week with an orchestra. And then that quickly fell, fell away. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then it came around again on Supergirl. And uh, I kind of did the same thing. I, I orchestrated on the first episode. And then that budget went away. <laughs> but, oh, uh, sounds like a trend. But that's, Darn, yeah, yeah. budget. But then that's when um, that's when he opened it up to, oh well, you know, duh, you're a composer, you know, maybe you should do some writing. So that's when I joined um, the team, like as a composer, and that was when Supergirl was starting, so season one. And uh, Legends was about to start. Um, Arrow was in season four. And I guess Flash was in season two or three. Can't remember. But two so I just jumped in right. and and uh, I was being put wherever he needed me. So, oh, I need you to help with Damien Dark on Arrow. Oh, you know, this now a few days later, we're going to switch over to Flash. And then, oh, Supergirl. Then, oh, there's this new show, Legends. So it was kind of chaotic for a little while in a good way yeah but but um then by season three of legends and and supergirl uh he promoted me to co-composer um where i was taking on bigger role on the show and and kind of like making those my focus um so yeah that's kind of how it all happened that's so amazing yeah, I'm just, I'm just like, wow, that is, that's awesome. Um, so this might be a tricky one. Um, do you recollect the first song you wrote slash composed for the Arrowverse offhand? So I think it's either, so there was the Flash musical episode, right? And um, yeah. oh, I love that, that was a big. It was a big deal because it was just a lot of planning and uh, a lot of work for us on top mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the daily stuff for the shows. And um, there's was a lot of pressure. And at the time, I think they still didn't know quite which songs they wanted to use. So we were scrambling to do arrangements of, of whatever they wanted. And uh, one of the ones at the time was um, I Will Follow You. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be in the vein of, of kind of how the Apple commercial was. Yeah. And so <laughs> I did, I did a version of that and I sang on the demo and I, you know, I did a good job and Greg loved it. And then they decided they weren't going to use that and they were going to bring in uh Pasek and Paul to write a song. So oh. that one got thrown <laughs> out, but I guess that's technically the, the first, the first arrangement of, of a song. Um, but then the first one that probably got to air was I did the arrangement of, strangely enough, the song they wrote, Running Home to You, that oh, that's the girl sings I do love that for the song. wedding. It's a good, it's a good oh, song. Awesome. It, it's a great song. And it's funny, my husband actually loved it enough that he sang that at our wedding to me oh, as like his vows. Oh, so. That's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, sweet. It's such so, a gorgeous song. It is. It's like a, it's a great song. Aww. Yeah, I really, really enjoy that one. It helps that Gustin can sing really well, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I can imagine that episode was a lot to work on. If that episode is you're firing on all cylinders. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a blur <laughs> now. Um, Don't blame you. But at the time we had we had a big team, so you know we were all in it together. It wasn't too much pressure on um, on on everyone, but uh, just I think in our heads, you know, it gets in your heads because musicals are such big episodes where the music is scrutinized, and uh, we wanted to do a really good job. And with that one, we did have a, an orchestra for, so that was kind of a, a treat. Um, so yeah. I guess um, this kind of goes along with that we were just talking about, but just kind of curious of how much material do you have to work with when you're setting up a score for a show? Like, do you get the script in advance or do you get like certain plot beats? Do they say we want a theme for this character or they want, do they tell you kind of what they're looking for? Yeah, that happens um, occasionally where, uh, especially before a new season, um, you know, the showrunner might say, oh, this coming season, you know, this is going to happen for this character or this person's going on a darker journey or, you know, uh, there was a a note um, in Supergirl season three with the showrunner that we'll not talk about, but he wanted a, um, he wanted to like withhold her theme because she was going through what she was going through and so we had to not use her theme for a while until mm-hmm. a certain time later. So that was one thing where we kind of knew in advance. Um, for the songs, I always get the script, um, especially the ones that need to be prepared for the shoot. Um, so I do work from a script in that in that case. I think they're available to us by and large, but for for score, I I, I don't you know it's not going to really help me to see the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as coming up with musical ideas, I like to see a cut of the actual episode because so much is decided by the tone of what they shot and the timing. And, you know, you just get so many more clues for what the music needs to be from what you can see and react to, at least for me. Maybe some some people like reading scripts for mm-hmm. musical ideas, but um, I need to kind of see see it. Okay, who are your musical inspirations? Hmm, that's tough. Uh, you know, going through music schooling, there are just so many. Um, yeah, Bach is just probably, I think, one of the most impressive composers of history mm-hmm. that I just always come back to just finding so much beauty and energy in his music. It's such a nice combination too. Um, then probably more like things that influence me day to day are, you know, the big composers like John Williams and Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, um, John Williams. And I love John Adams also, who who does a lot of concert music. Um, those are kind of my primary primary influences, I would say. Good choices. Mm-hmm. And kind of adapting on a similar vein, um, are there any scores for movies, TV shows, video games that ha- that have really impressed you recently? Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're in, especially in the last like five or six years, I feel like scoring has had kind of a renaissance in a way. Um I can't really put Mm -hmm. a finger on why Uh, it's just how I feel about it. I feel like maybe it's just something that people are more are noticing more. And uh, you know, that's trickling down to composers and and filmmakers. And so it's like, you know, Oh, we want to, we want to create something cool or we want to create something, you know, really great as opposed to just something different or something copying, you know, another movie. I think uh, for me, when I saw, everything everywhere all at once i remember feeling like gosh this music it's so varied it's so good it's so um perfect for the movie 
Um, and I was just thinking, gosh, I couldn't, I couldn't do something like this. This is just so impressive. And I was relieved when I found out it was a team of people. Um, I was like, oh, okay, Whew, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, that one I really liked. I also really liked the Batman score. Oh, yeah. Um, I just I thought it fit it. the movie so well. Um, and then on TV, the current season of Star Trek Picard is wonderful. The music is pulling in from like the Goldsmith and the James Horner soundtracks, at least like some of the themes and some of the flavor. And it's just awesome. And recently I finished playing um, Red Dead Redemption 2 and that had great, great, great music. So. Excellent choices all around. Mm -hmm. Especially like with the when you mentioned the Batman score, you think about, uh, at least for me, I was like, when I hear that sound, I'm like, yeah, Batman's about to show up. And I feel like that's, I, I don't know much, but like creating the score where you can kind of visualize a character, I think is an achievement, especially after the Danny Elfman one <laughs> that everyone already knows. I thought it was so cool. Right. Danny Elfman and the, um, the ones with Christian Bale. Yeah. And, uh, the animated yes. i mean there's just been so many animated right? so many Batman. Batman. <laughs> i i not sorry i was like i love listening to the dark knight score when i'm trying to write something that's very intense and a little dark that's a fun one i don't know i'm like the one who will listen to lord of rings soundtrack to new end though <laughs> yes so uh Taking it back to Legends or Arrowverse specifically, like, did you have a favorite episode specifically that you worked on? Maybe not necessarily the song itself, but getting to write the music for a specific episode of kind of anything in Arrowverse, not just Legends. Oh, there were so many. Um, definitely most of them were in Legends. Um, some of the crossovers I really enjoyed as well. Um, but for Legends, that's a tough one. There are just also so many sequences I loved. Um, but if I had to pick an episode, I would have to pick, uh, I think it was number 514. The, the, I forget what it's called. Is it called the one where they're trapped in TV or <laughs> it something? It is the one. Yes! <laughs> oh, I love it. And that one just, yeah, I, I loved because the concept was great and it was way before WandaVision or, or you know, at least a year before it was. WandaVision. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And um, I just loved the concept and I am a huge Star Trek nerd. So when we got to do a version of that, I was just so happy and I was... I was kind of hoping, I thought maybe there's a way they could come back to this concept later in future seasons because it was just so cool. Um, oh, I really nice. wish that had been like a two-part episode. I just, I loved that premise. I loved what it did with the characters. Um, I loved the whole Friends, you know, that show, or the Down Abbey. It was just, it was great. Um, so fun. Um, that was actually Mark Guggenheim's first uh, time directing so it was cool to work yeah. with him in that way and um and then yeah having a song on that one too was was great um yeah that was that was fantastic oh sad feelings might be my one of my favorite songs from legends oh god that's it, great I, was, yeah that was also on repeat <laughs> <laughs> sing that one maybe a little too much sometimes after work it's, it's a great car song it is a curse good as, especially when you've had a bad day you're just like bad feeling yeah for sure We're fine we promise feeling <laughs> <laughs> with life like everybody else um one of my favorite songs is Astra's animated adventures. Is there any difference in creating a song for an animated medium versus live action? Mm, well, um, maybe logistically, that one uh, we needed to do even 
earlier in the process because they needed to give the animators time to work mm-hmm. with it. So mm-hmm. that's the main difference. Um, a lot of the other details, it just comes down to what we're going for. You know, in that mm-hmm. case, it had a very Disney feel. So, you know, that kind of dictates how the instruments are going to be situated, like the instrumentation, the orchestration, um, uh, that kind of thing. Um, but other than that, there's not too much of a difference. I feel like uh, animation is just as hard or sometimes harder than uh, than live action. Kind of going um, now sort of toward the end of Legends. Um, when you were writing Barad's song by my side, did you ever guess that it might have been a goodbye song? That's how I read it when I and that when I read that script because I did read that um... script I was I that's what I thought I thought wait what what's this <laughs> is this the end um and I asked the writers of that song uh, I believe it was Morgan and Leah and I asked them I was like is this your intention you know and they were like, no, no, that's just kind of how it fit in the episode and, and what they were going for. And Oops. Uh, okay. But uh, I guess it made sense, right? Because in the episode that they were having a version of an ending, right? And they were thinking mm-hmm. about where they would end up. So so in a sense, it was. Um, they did not know or plan that it was going to be the end of the show. But um, mm-hmm. working on it, you know, it had such inherent, you know, melancholy vibes that you just feel it um and when we were recording Barad um sorry Cheyenne (laughs) Um, all good we're good we did it because at the time you know they were shooting in Vancouver so I was here so we would do it over Skype or Zoom and uh while he was doing it, I, I kind of felt like this could be the end. You know, this could be the last song. Um, you just never know in television. There's nothing guaranteed. There hadn't been an early renewal. You know, there was a lot of shakeup coming up. So mm-hmm. I had a feeling and I did tell him at the, you know, over the recording, I was like, look, man, if this is the last one, you know, it's, it's been great. I'm sorry. He's like, no, we'll have, we'll have more in next season. And I didn't want to bring him down, but Aww. at the same time, I was like, well, I just want to be prepared just in case, you know? And so I did have a weird, weird, weird feeling about it. Um, which is, yeah. Yeah. I'm sad to say it was right. Honestly, that- it's the perfect, perfect last song. Because like it really um, is like a love letter to the fans a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, uh, yeah. It's good. Damn, that was all about Legends ending again. No. I know. It's a cycle. <laughs> it is a cycle. <laughs> get sad over one show, find another, get sad over that, another. Round and round and round we go. I, no, there's something I mean, inherently about like just putting the right song in a right place. Like The Last of Us did it with that line, Linda Ronstadt song. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, kind of bring us up a little bit. Um, do you have a favorite outside of favorite episode, like a favorite song that you did for Legends out of? all of your amazing work, which one that would, like, that would be um, future favorite. Um, mm. Mainly, mainly because uh, just the way it unfolded, it was just one of those rare things where everything lined up perfectly and fell into place. Um mm. Originally, we were going to adapt another song from the 20s. I forget what it's called. And I thought, okay, cool. You know, been there, done that. Cool. Um, And they couldn't secure the rights, which was weird. I thought such an old song. We didn't have the money. Let's be honest. No, no, it was was that 
somehow the copyright or, or whatever the, the license agreements were split up between so many different companies oh. around the world. It was just a <laughs> headache for them to secure. Um, so they gave up and they were looking for other options. And that's when I was like, you know, how about, can I, can I do, do a song for you? Um, I'll write the lyrics and I'll give you a demo and, and you can see what you think. And Keto was like, yeah, sure. And um, so I did that very quickly. And, um, and they were like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that was pretty crazy um, because it was just such a short amount of time. And I anticipated, you know, cause I don't write lyrics very often. I think I've done it like maybe three or four times. It's just not something I spend a lot of time on. And, but for this, I, I just, I kind of knew exactly what I wanted and um, it was a style I was comfortable in. And, and, uh, but I was anticipating like, well, these are the writers. They're going to have better ideas for the lyrics. They're going to give me notes. Right. And I didn't get any notes. <laughs> and, Whoa, uh, that's I, always the good. Next, um, <laughs> the next version of the script, I look at it and there it is in print. It has my lyrics with the characters. And I just thought, this is just so cool. Um, and then you just think, okay, well, okay, shoot. You know, what? what who's going to sing this? Is are, are they a good singer? You know, we, well, maybe that's not going to work out. And then, Wow, you know, Amy is fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she just took it and ran with it, made it better. Um, And then I said, well, I need, you know, I need a big band and we need to do it with this amount of people. We need to do it at Capitol Records. And again, just (laughs) green, green lights everywhere. And I'm like, wow. So there were no impediments. There was no nothing. Everything just went smoothly which just never happens and yes. um was just so happy with it you know and we all we had a great band um some of the best players mm-hmm. in, in los angeles um and then so then the last part i was like okay well they're gonna cut it down mm-hmm. you know they're gonna cut it down and then it's gonna be a smaller sequence and and then no you see the whole act of the show and it's there and it's just like wow this is so cool <laughs> So that has to be my favorite just because of all of those things. Um, yeah, just super, super great um, experience. Did you go and buy a lottery ticket? That's, that's a lot of good luck in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That's really so good luck. Yeah, it is. That is good luck. Aubrey sang in that or she did it or it was all Amy? It was most uh that was just Amy. Okay, yeah. it was just yeah. Amy. No, I just had questions in my head. Okay. <laughs> um Oh, actually, actually for yeah, for the earlier part of the episode, yeah. it was Amy, but we had her try to sing it a, a little bit differently. Oh, um, okay, that's why I thought it was something. Okay, that's interesting. The, yeah, the point was to highlight how she could mimic it exactly or, or or really get as close as possible so we decided it's fine that she's both of the voices yeah oh that's cool i, I pretty think nice. i'm gonna know the answer to this but what genre of music do you enjoy the most that is a tough one um i would say uh, i mean i guess you'd have to say soundtracks uh, if that's a genre, um, is I count it. I count it too. Yeah, I like. I mean, my uh, sort of drug of choice is orchestra, and um, mm-hmm. so anything that has it, anything that uses it, anything that uses part of it, um, you know, that's just what I what I gravitate towards. I mean, there's all sorts of. I love a lot of different songs. I love a lot of different songwriters, um, but you know. I'm always drawn to, yeah, orchestral things. Um, it's just such a powerful, versatile, you know, sound palette. And I don't think we've gotten close to, you know, guitars can do a lot. Electric guitars can yeah. do a lot. But um, 
orchestras are just, you know, the possibilities are just endless. You can always add things to them. You know, you can always include guitars. You can always include electronics. You can always include choir singers. So it's just like the, in my view, you know, the ultimate sandbox for, for what can happen with music. Definitely. And I mean, as someone listens to a lot of orchestral and soundtrack music, I mean, for me, I always have to make sure I have a backup playlist in my car whenever I'm driving people around. So it's always so it's like, <laughs> okay, here's other stuff. Because I, I feel like not everyone gets, you don't need words to feel something powerful in a piece of music. Uh, but yeah, also, you, I also have backups because as much as orchestra is not mine, it's musicals. Everybody like that either. So, like, and um, speaking of musicals, actually, yeah, that was my question anyway. <laughs> um, one, are you a musical fan? And two, do you have a favorite musical or top five favorite musicals? Because it's hard to pick one sometimes. <laughs> I would say I'm a musical fan with a lowercase f. Um, Hi. Not a super fan. Um, I love, I know it's more more of a movie, but for me, Moulin Rouge is my favorite um, <gasps> musical. Okay. I remember when it came out, uh, or I guess when it came out on DVD. Um <sighs> I, would, I think I watched it every day for like two months mm-hmm. and I would, I was in college at the time and I would like bring over different friends. Like, Oh, you haven't seen this. Oh, come over here. We're going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, I got my roommates to, we would sing the songs all the time, you know, driving to school, we would have it playing. It was a crazy obsession and um, nothing, no other musical quite got me like that. Um, I love so many of them, though. You know, like a lot of the classics, um, Singing in the Rain. I guess you could count yes. a lot of the Disney animated movies as musicals. Uh, yep, I um, yeah, definitely. I count them. Fiddler on the Roof is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, Fiddler on the Roof. As because it's like so I, serious I, and yet yeah. funny. Okay, um, fun story. Well, not really fun story. Um, so I grew up. <laughs> And my mom would sing the Sabbath prayer for every Shabbat dinner to us. And so Fiddler is really up there for me. Yeah, it's great music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like musicals where there's a considerable amount of sadness or seriousness as well as the candy, you know. <laughs> If something's yes. just too sugary and sweet, I really don't like it. <laughs> so, I kinda... so you yes. also must like Sweeney Todd. Just... Oh yeah, yeah, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, um, like I get it. Yeah, and kind of just one of our last questions to round out. Um, what a fun one! Do you ever get your own songs, your own orchestration stuck in your head? Yes, and unfortunately, it it's not usually like maybe a good one or a good part of one, or it's it's um the nature of like you know, especially for me working in a lot of television lately, it's just such a constant um, grind. There's just so much in such a little amount of time, and you're trying to. Uh, develop themes as you go through a season and also come up with new stuff but you also don't have time to always come up with new stuff so your brain races to to think of okay well uh, this character I think I did a scene earlier where I had this kind of music that might work in the scene coming up if I just change it a little bit that way it's related to that scene and then it saves me some work and it makes sense and so my mind is constantly connecting those wires and those different, you know, pieces will just play because your brain is just trying to find ways to help help you out. And it's so annoying. And it just happens when you don't want it to happen and it's just there. And um yeah, that that's that's how that happens for me. And it's it's not always a 
because I did. I will say I did have future favorites like in my head, just because <laughs> that is a um, good song to have in your head, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a kind of a happy experience. So I don't know. The one yeah. that always makes me laugh is a uh, Gary's theme of Gary and Gideon that ends up on the soundtrack. <laughs> I'm sad about this because it's so good. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you too. <laughs> uh, oh yeah oh yeah the um the one that's been stuck in my head a lot lately because i've been listening to it a whole lot for her stuff is um the one i think it's called drowning when in the season three premiere of supergirl that's such a great one. Oh yeah no i remember that one um and that one is like i forget exactly but i know that um uh on that scene i i did a part of it and then blake did a part of it and we um we, yeah we wouldn't really do like a scene together we would we would split sections up and then i would do one and he yeah. would do one and that's how we survived mm-hmm. um but i yeah i did really <laughs> back to that uh showrunner that was we found you know, that name shown, shown the door it's unfortunate because I feel like he had a lot of good ideas for the show. I thought there were a lot of things in season three that I was excited about. Um, and I felt like I was, I was curious to see where this was all going. Um, so that shakeup. Yeah. But, but for music, yeah, he, he, he wanted us to just make it a little more dramatic as far as like, you know, you feel like she's in more danger and it just, Hmm. it just felt like a good, a good shift musically um, for that season. Um, And for me, it was, you know, the first time getting a screen credit on those shows. And so in that season and also the legend season three, it was extra. um, There was extra pressure for myself because I was like, Oh, you know, my name is, is here. So you know, I got to bring it. Um, so I remember killing myself on those those first seasons. Um, oh, I would say like another favorite to work on was the Legends episode. Oh, I forget what the title was. It's where Damien Dark is traveling back and Nora and Ray have to follow into like the 70s the Berlin Wall uh, episode yes uh, is that daddy yes. darkest does that have return it... of the mac in it I... no that no, wasn't no, return of the mac no. it wasn't daddy darkest i was I'm something like, else no. i'm trying I... to remember the plot and i'm failing i'm i, I, I know i was like the, the name i know the plot <laughs> so it's a half win Wait, we we know it, what episode of which you speak. That's a, it's a good one, even if we right. can't remember the name. <laughs> that one I remember just spending an extra amount of time on the music, just because it was such a cool, fun episode. It had a lot of action, um, but it was like a certain kind of action. You know, it was more of like spy thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just intense. It was such a cool episode and just yeah so i just saw an opportunity there to really go for it and i i I remember yeah spilling a lot of um blood sweat and tears into that one definitely i think season three is one of the best seasons and yeah it has necromancing the stone that's why it has necromancing (laughs) the stone which is a favorite of our I appreciate and love all soundtracks because I mean there's different because I mean what you were saying earlier because like there's different parts that kind of emote because you have the seriousness you have the spy you have the more heartfelt stuff and it's great to see when all those come out and how that just conveys the mood of what's happening mm-hmm. for sure oh you know that one was called no country for old dads oh that's yes, that one yeah that that's was what, it yeah. thank you We're so yeah old. 13 yeah that's right it's the two dad related episodes because <laughs> yeah, i i always think that uh daddy darkest 
because that's like the one on your brain most of the time. Yeah, that's I guess when John came on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. there around that time. The first appearance of John Constantine on Legends. Yeah, that was a good. Oh, he was such a great addition. I was, I was very happy um, when he became a regular. Um, I just loved how, how he had such a brokenness, and yes. you know, also was mm-hmm. also kind of silly in a way. But we uh, love yeah, our disaster man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we especially loved our disaster man with the awkward nerds. So yeah. Yeah. Just the progression, John's. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. It was such a, like, I was unfortunate that they had to get rid of him. um, Yeah. Or for reasons that I guess only, like, Oh, no, it was was because they were going to make the movie and they wanted the rights back, probably. Right, right. And I, I mean, it's, it was just dumb because it's like, you know, clearly it's okay to have two of the same characters. It's been done all the time in the last few decades. And it was just, yeah, it was just so dumb that they had to we do that. We got Gwyn and we loved Gwyn. So it's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. That they were able to keep Matt because he's, he's fantastic. Thanks. And I loved, yeah, I loved writing music for Gwyn. Um, also because it was like you know world war one yeah um kind mm. of uh the the drama of that and and bringing that into his storyline um yeah that was that was a highlight for me for season seven for sure anyway <laughs> yeah oh yeah very certain <laughs> well i was gonna ask um just in general, you were mentioning other projects that you're working on right now, um, working in TV. Um, are there any of your current projects out right now or something coming out recently that we can check out? Yeah, right now I'm doing Quantum Leap, which is on NBC. Oh, yeah. Fun and that Brandon just... just did an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, there have been lots of... Um, little crossovers with uh, there's just so many people in this town, you know, especially in television. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a small world in a weird way. And so like the director of the episode with future favorite, uh, Kristen Wendell, she just directed several quantum leap episodes. So I, I went to set to see some of her stuff and, um, and that's how I met the showrunner was through, you know, Arrowverse people and so it's it's a very yeah small world um and that show yeah it has a lot of similarities to legends in a way where there's you know a different time period and we get to play around with music um and uh yeah it's a great experience we just finished season one the finale airs on monday and um they're already shooting season two which is great yes now we can watch (laughs) Yeah. And then a few uh, a few years ago I did the um Bebo Saves Christmas. So oh, that yeah. was fun yeah. To... yeah. That yeah. was so fun. That is so cute. That whole movie's yeah. cute. I love Yeah, I think it turned out really well. What's oh, funny wait, is the voice of Santa he is the actor is on Quantum Leap. So it's just funny. <laughs> hey! Hey, nice. How come we do not have a DVD for Bebo Saves Christmas? I need one. That is a good question. And it doesn't stream anywhere except whenever the CW <laughs> yeah. decides to put it on their app. And I have no idea. It's not on my <laughs> iTunes. You can't buy it anywhere. That's it's just fantastic. money money left on the table, which is, is somewhere. Just, look, look. We, yeah. we kept on saying. CW would have made a lot of money if they just made a Bebo toy and sold it. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. never did. That's, yeah. that's how the CW could have funded their operation. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is how we pay the rent. This is how we that's pay right. for an orchestra. <laughs> that's right. Yes. You get a Bebo doll. You get a Bebo doll. You get a Bebo doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I feel that the I I never got to see the Bebo Christmas special. When did that air? What what year was that again? Oh, that was like so like that twenty twenty one. It came out well. They re-aired it this past Christmas, but it came out right. the year before. <gasps> So, so probably yes, they'll dust it off every Christmas now because oh, they're like, this is our yeah. Christmas special. It'll be like I Charlie re- Brown and the Christmas. I Charlie remember, Brown's Christmas I, will be here every year. Oh, I remember. I remember. I could. I didn't. I couldn't watch it because um, you need to watch it, Kate. It's really. I sad. know. I need to watch. I. Cu- I was so mad because um, where I live right now, I am in a terrible. So it's terrible. I don't get good. TV signal at all. Mm. So that's why I missed it. And I forgot to stream it online because I got pissed with work. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I it'll, need to, I'm, I'm sure find it'll it. be back on for Christmas. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll put it on at like 2 in the morning when they're like, well, we have this. <laughs> <laughs> I was up at I 2 in it. the morning. <laughs> what, is, to... what is Legends but to put you on 2 o'clock in the morning? If you're up at two a, if, if you're up at two a.m., you're probably waiting for the for Disney Plus to drop something. <laughs> That's, That's true. right. That is true. So did they con? Um, did they contact you and say we're making the Christmas special for Bebo? Would you do the music, or did that like come about from Legends or like above that? Yeah, um, Phil, Phil Clemmer, he reached out. And um, said they were doing it and asked if I wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, of course. Um, then um, some like other stuff happened where someone from the CW, it was the first time the CW was the studio for the show. Um, because, you know, Warner Brothers was the studio for Legends, mm-hmm. uh, the, ones, the ones producing it. And this was the first time the CW was basically everything you know they were producing it commissioning it everything they were owning it mm-hmm. um so they had a little bit more input than we would have liked so they brought in a songwriter as well so i i had to sort of split the duties with this other songwriter which was fine he was great um but it just threw a little little wrinkle into the, the process so that's mm-hmm. why i only did a few of the songs and then he did some of the other songs but um but it was so nice. Like the score was a lot of fun to, you know, hint at other Christmas carols and and just provide different, you know, holiday vibes. And then with the robot stuff, you know, that was cool having a different sound. And yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, it was fun to work with those voice actors too. Um, I got to I got to do a little Skype session with all of them, which was great. And awesome. you can't beat, you know, Yvette Nicole Brown. She's fantastic. Was, yes. mm-hmm. And Ben Diskin, of course. So, oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Is there a, a, an actor you wish you could have wrote a song for, like, that you didn't get to? Hmm. I, I think we got, I think we got a lot of the great singers singing already yeah i don't i don't think there's a i don't think there's a regret there i think we we had i would have loved to do some kind of duet um with tala and shyan um i think like a brother sister duet would have been really really fun what what Um, could have been man (laughs) yeah we were always joking about a musical episode for legends and Mm -hmm. i don't know if it would have happened in a season eight but you know, had we've been, been talking. Yeah, we've been talking about There's... a musical episode of Legends for quite some time because we have a really talented cast. Singing world, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. Yeah, and it would have been fun to see what genre of musical everybody would have sang it. I think it would have ended up being, you know a mixtape of musicals i i think that's the only way i yeah i don't think staying yes. in one thing would have worked um or like you know staying in like you know we're just gonna do abba music i don't think that would have worked hmm. um i think it would have had to have been very eclectic um yeah maybe with some some new songs plus you know 
kind of like I mean that that episode of of season six where we had the musical show. Yeah, uh, yeah the, that's good. Know, good stuff. Sing off show. That was like a nice mix of old stuff and new stuff. The only sad part of that was killing Lord Knox, which fans will forever be mad about forever. R.I.P. Lord Knox. Never be forgotten. Right. <laughs> I was. I'm with you. I was so devastated. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought this could be a cool character to keep around. Oh, you oh, murdered! Because they're like, <laughs> um, we're gonna have to spend a lot of money to CGI this character constantly. Right. So it's... yeah, that was a great song too. Oh Knox. god, <laughs> yeah, Dragon Girl. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. The, the, that the was uh, that was one of my favorites on that episode because the <laughs> the actor or the singer I worked with for that was just so good and um for me when I heard what he could do like oh he's it just inspired I, I I thought you know I could do a whole album for this guy you know he was just such a powerful like voice um, of course it has my favorite duet in there too so oh yeah 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 ever fallen in love that that was fun with them i think that episode most of our questions for now that we had prepared a little discussion any uh you guys have any other questions to ask or things you'd like to say i'm <laughs> good <laughs> We're big fans of your work. You, uh, definitely, yeah. As we've said, Spotify wrapped. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the music, not just the songs, but the score is part of what makes it the show we love so much. So we're so glad we got to talk to you today and hear a little bit about uh, the behind the scenes. So thank you very much. No, thank you so much for having me. It's um, always nice to get out of the cave and talk about <laughs> you know how i spend my my days so i really appreciate it thank you we appreciate getting a look into the process too i mean it's it's interesting like seeing how much you have to work with depending on what you're what you're given that's it's mm-hmm. fascinating actually yeah. and thank you so much so i think we're going to close out for our interview so just to round us all out again if you want to follow us we're legends of next week on twitter you can email us at legends of next week at gmail.com or we're on instagram legends of next week and just to quickly sign out we want to say thank you again daniel for talking to us today we really appreciate it and thank you for all the work you put into the show that we and all the other fans love so much thank you again thank you my pleasure and to round out, uh, I'm your host, Mary. Actually, I actually oh. I got I got one more yes. thing. Um, so I know you're on Spotify, and I know people can look it up on YouTube. Are there any other platforms where people can stream your music? I do uh, update my website, which has stuff that, for whatever reason, isn't able to have a release. So, mm-hmm. like I have I have um, music from like the freedom fighters the ray animated project on there nice. and i i probably will be adding stuff from the shows and the christmas special you know in the coming months so that's special yay hey you heard the man go yeah. visit the site exactly <laughs> thank you and to close us out i'm your host mary i'm eden I'm Kate. Thank you again, Daniel, for talking to us this week. And we'll see you all next week on our next episode of Legends of Next Week. Bye. Bye. Very well.